0: Sales is King, episode 76. Uh, uh, uh. Hit him with a little ghetto costume. Collect, my days, I Hi, everybody. I'm Welcome back days. to Sales is King. My name is Dan Sixsmith, and I am your host. And this is a podcast about the changing digital landscape, the new requirements for selling effectively in 2018 and 2019 and beyond, the changing buyer, the difficulties that we face today in sales. And we discuss what is required to succeed and thrive as salespeople today. And I believe that salespeople and sales leaders are at a crossroads. We can either adapt, evolve, change, learn, or we can cling to our old ways and watch our numbers continue to decline. Sales quota attainment has dropped over the last six years. It was in the high 60s in terms of percentages of salespeople that met quota and now has dropped into around the mid-50s in through a six-year drop. So what we talk about in this podcast is what we need to do to make sure that we turn these numbers around and succeed going forward. And by all means, if you haven't reached out as yet, please drop me a note at dan.sixsmith at gmail.com, and let's talk a little bit about what you guys are facing out there and how we might be able to help. Hey, everybody, welcome back to Sales is King, episode 76. How's everybody doing? Happy New Year. If you missed our first episode of the year, it was uh, a very good one. So please check that out. Please check out the other 75 when you get a chance. And um, if you could leave us a review or a like um, on uh, iTunes, that would be great. Tell your friends. Uh, share this with uh, whomever, if you think you're getting value out of it, which I hope you are. So I wanted to talk today about a couple of key ingredients in successful modern evolved selling in 2019, and it's you know phrases that we hear quite a bit, and my concern is that people and the pundits and the and the thought leaders. They put this out there and they talk about it like it's easy. And the reality is we really require a deeper dive as to how to leverage these key skills um, and how to become proficient at them. Um, And the two skills, and these are things that I hear a lot and I put out a, uh, I've got a new feature on um, LinkedIn, it's called Sales as King Crown Jewel, which is just a little kind of, couple of lines that I put out, uh, a couple of these a week, just talking about some interesting points that I come across in sales. But um, I did a couple of crown jewels. They were actually pretty well um, read, which is good. Um, But we hear this notion of, you know, buyers are looking for salespeople that are problem solvers. You know, salespeople need to be problem solvers. And okay, You know, um, that's all well and good, but how, you know, how do we become effective problem solvers? And, you know, the research shows right now that salespeople are not effective problem solvers, Um, and we're going to get into that. So the first, you know, the first... Uh, skill is this skill of problem solving that I'd like to dive into with you guys today. The second skill we hear about, and there was just an article today, and I'm going to get into it. It just came out from um, the Challenger Sale folks over at uh, Corporate Executive Board, now Gartner. And that is, you know, salespeople need to be storytellers, right? Salespeople need to be effective storytellers. Well, what the heck does that mean? You know, what am I going to go in there and Talk about my college escapades. I mean, what do they mean by that, right? Um, What kind of story? How how do we become effective storytellers? How do we become effective problem solvers? How do we put the two skills together? And how do we leverage these as key elements of our approach to selling in 2019? That's what we're going to talk about today on the podcast. So buckle up. So let's start out with problem solving. Okay? Um, Salespeople need to be effective problem solvers. I read it everywhere. I see it everywhere. I listen to videos everywhere. I read the research about buyers saying they want salespeople to help them solve problems. Okay, so how do we do this? How are we doing so far as problem solvers? The research is telling us not well at all. So when we look at the stats, and this, of course, is Objective Management Group, um, they are telling us that the good news, let's start with the good news, is that 83% of salespeople are proficient at asking discovery questions. So we're we're okay, we're comfortable, we're confident to go in and ask questions of the buyer, which is good, right? And we need to make sure we're leveraging this at the beginning of the presentation um, and kind of spread throughout. But we have to do that discovery up front. So the good news, 83% of reps can do this effectively. Now, what happens is the numbers start to, to, to decline rapidly when we start to talk about kind of how we tie things together. So now, only 33% of reps can effectively tie their solution to the problems uncovered. And I really need to get into this more. And I want your guys' opinion as to why this is. But I think what's happening is, you know, and with some of the teams I've worked with, what starts to happen is like, you know, it's like, "Phew, man, I got those questions out of the way. You know, now let's go and, you know, start throwing up the the PowerPoint. But I think, you know, my hunch is, in dealing with a lot of salespeople last year, my hunch is is that our listening skills need to be improved. Our listening skills need to be improved. Because if we're asking questions and we're unable to tie our solution to the problems and challenges, that to me says we're not listening effectively. We're not actively listening. We're not paying attention. We're not discerning. You know, so active listening is going to be key. How do we discern what the prospect is saying? How do we go a click deeper? How do we understand their motivations, right? How do we, and we talked about this in in the last episode, I think, you know, how do we understand the motivations? Why is this an issue? Why has this not been addressed, right? These are additional questions we need to ask. What have you done thus far? What personal accountability do you have in terms of um, the impact of not solving? What happens if you don't solve this problem? It's a great line from Jerry Acuff, who was on our program last year. What happens if you don't solve this problem? And we talked a little bit on one of our videos about some of the MediaFly Alinean tools that help you quantify the cost of doing nothing, right? If you don't solve this problem, you're going to continue to bleed money. It's costing you $10 million a year. Um, So that to me is going to be key. So we have to ask questions. We have to listen um, actively, right? And then we have to ask follow-up questions. We have to understand the motivations behind the issues, why they're issues, the impact of not solving the issue, why the issue hasn't been solved to date, right? Then we're starting to really get a good, deep understanding, and that's what we talked about in the last podcast, deeper connections, deeper understandings of the issues, right? Not just um, surface level, right? Not just casual asking of questions. So I think that that's going to be the key, guys, um, in order to raise uh, our ability. Because once we start to get into these motivations— and understand the issues. We have to start to pivot to how we can help them solve the problem. I mean, that's the whole point. And I think what we're doing is we're, we're, we've got this canned presentation that um, you know, talks about what we do and the solutions and challenges. We have to be able to pivot, right? We have to be able to, to leverage the right content, um, go down the right value pathway Um, that's going to deliver the right story, which is, here's story. We'll we'll get into that in the second part of this with the storytelling. Um, But we're going to have to be able to, um, you know, pull together a custom presentation that leverages those answers and turns them into, um, you know, a a story as to how you can help them, right? So, That is—so So so now, in in, in thinking about this, right, so now we've got only 33% that can tie the challenge to his or her solution. So we've got to improve tremendously there, or it's no game, no goal, no deal, right? Game over. Another one bites the dust. By the way, I saw Bohemian Rhapsody over the weekend. Outstanding, if you haven't seen it. Um, I was a huge Queen fan in the 70s and 80s. It's tremendous, Um, even if you're not a queen fan, the acting is fantastic, but, um, so let's go now to the next level. Okay. So those 33%, uh, that can, uh, tie the solution to the challenge. Excellent. But now what starts to happen, you know, you're in the meeting, they start to say, oh, this is great. Um, well, we'll, we'll think about it, Dan. Uh, you know, we've got a little more homework to do. And, um, you know, we'll we'll buzz you back soon. Thank you very much. But so what happens there? So the problem is that I didn't create the urgency. I didn't create the environment where I needed them to understand that they have to buy my solution now. Um, I may have done a good job of tying my solution to the challenge, but only 12% of reps can create that environment to make the buyer want to buy now. Only 12% of us are proficient at doing that. And that, my friends, is one of the key reasons why I think our quota numbers have been challenged, uh, that we've been struggling. So how do we, you know, how do we create this um, environment where the buyer thinks that they have to buy now. And it comes back to what I talked about earlier. It talks about, it comes back to the cost of doing nothing, the cost of the status quo. You have to show them the dangers, the perils, the costs, the, the, the risks of standing still, right? Everyone from neuroscience, we move away from a pain before we move toward a gain. We have to show them the pain, show them the pain. You have to show them the pain. You have to highlight the cost of doing nothing. We can help you with this. Give me a shout, dan.sixsmith at gmail.com. We could show you how to calculate the cost of doing nothing, the cost of the status quo. It's the biggest battle we face out there today because people are risk-averse. So let's take a step back on problem solving. Number one, okay? We've made a great step forward in that we're able to now feel comfortable in asking questions. However, we must, number two, we must become better listeners. We must become active listeners. We must go a click deeper on these answers. We must get to the motivations. We must get to why these issues haven't been solved. um, Why these are challenges. What has happened in the past? Who's accountable? Where have they failed? Have they tried to solve this before? Um, the motivations, why this is important, right, um, are the key. The next thing is we have to make the case for how our solution solves the problem. So we have to position the solution in terms of the challenges, not in terms of our PowerPoint that's been sitting there for five years with the same features and benefits and the cartoon figures or the, you know, the the images from Getty Images. Um, no. It has to be um, positioned in terms of the challenges. Right? Here are the business challenges, and here are the ways that we can solve it, number one. And then number two, here is what it's going to be worth to you if you solve this problem. Right, because we've quantified the status quo. So by highlighting the status quo, the next phase of this conversation, we've shown the prospect that damn, this is something I've got to move on right away. This is this is now a priority. This should be a priority versus some of the urgent, quote unquote, urgent things that are on my plate. I've got to go and move my team to solve this because I didn't realize that I've been spending without knowing, you know, six million dollars a year on this issue. Um, And that's how we create urgency. So we have to be able to discover. We have to be able to uh, listen actively. We have to be able to tie the solution to the challenge and and, and position accordingly. And then we have to highlight the cost of inaction, the risks of inaction, in order to create that environment of immediacy, of urgency, of now. Because we can't walk away. Once we walk away, once we go through that door, we go back into the email pool, we go back into the the, the mass of, 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 of nonsense that's out there with all the different things that we're trying to, um, that, th- that these guys are trying to work on. So we have to make sure we demonstrate the urgency, that they need our proposal, that they need to get the funding, that they need to move forward now, okay? So that's how we become effective problem solvers, and it's critical moving into Uh, 2019 for everybody. Oh, and before we leave the the problem-solving element, I want to make something very clear. And you guys need to listen to this. It's very important. These questions, and we talk about active listening, and we talk about empathy, the buyer needs to feel like you really give a damn about what they're saying. Because if you're thinking about what I'm going to say next, and, you know, let me just get through this script. Man, am I uncomfortable, you know? Um, it's going to come through. So you have to put yourself in the buyer's shoes. You have to demonstrate um, an element of concern, of true interest, um, and of being someone that can actually help them solve this problem. So, you know, we hear about this empathy thing, and it's not window dressing, guys. It it is true and genuine. And if you're not genuine, it's going to come across. And um, I think that's important when we think about the engagements today, the active listening, and the way we position ourselves with the prospect. All right, so let's talk about storytelling. So what does this mean? Salespeople need to be good storytellers. A new article today by the Challenger team that says why salespeople need to be good storytellers. And what does that mean? Does that mean I go in and I spin a yarn of humor and drama um, unrelated to the buying process? No. Um, What it is is a way of positioning. So the challenger talks very similarly um, about what we just talked about in the kind of problem-solving approach. But the article talks about um, leveraging storytelling, which is going to combine emotional and rational. And at Alinean slash Mediafly, we also include... Um, the element of trust or credibility. We talk about the Aristotle's approach to persuasion, right? Which is logos, pathos, ethos, logic, uh, emotion, and trust. And he used those three elements, and we weave them into our storytelling ter- uh, framework. That we use in our organization. And again, you know, ping me on this if you need help with it um, or if this is something you're struggling with. But um, so some of the key elements of the storytelling, according to corporate executive board, is the commercial insights. Right. Delivering some information, some eye opening information that perhaps the prospect did not know. Uh, commercial insights that are derived from some of the research out there you've done, from some of their competitors, um, information from some of your customers, uh, others that you may have helped. So you can deliver this um, as part of your kind of uh, positioning when you talk about trying to tell an effective story in these meetings. And what the challenger folks say is that rather than putting up charts and graphs, that people remember stories. It's easier to digest than just a kind of facts and data presentation. And I agree with that Um, because facts and data presentation is only rational. It doesn't bring in the emotional. So um, I want to go through some of the different elements that um, they talk about. And certainly... Um you know storytelling creates a meaningful connection between the buyer and seller the buyer the the buyer and you know the prospect and the salesperson and I agree with that um you know but how do you do it effectively right um it's a combination of how do you bring drama and excitement to this right um and I think a lot of it, it really talks about you know what we've been talking about and that there's this issue of the status quo, you know, the challenge, the problem, you know, they talk about the classic storytellers arc, right, the rise and fall and rise, you know, um, how do we get the audience involved? How do we make it memorable? Right? So, um, you know, so early on in asking these questions, we're building credibility, right? Um, We're, we're leveraging empathy, which we just talked about, Uh, we may also reframe the conversation a little bit, right? Uh, The buyer could be talking about an issue or um, maybe perhaps something he thinks he needs to solve the problem. And we can kind of talk about maybe how we reframe this issue um, and talk about um, some similar companies that also thought that they had this problem and did have this problem, but tried to solve it in the same way that the prospect is thinking of and actually failed. So we can talk about this storytelling a little bit in terms of, you know, how other companies, A, have have had similar issues, and B, um, how they have actually potentially failed. And then C how you have potentially helped those customers in the past, and then, you know, talking about the future state, right? What it would be like um, to be able to solve this problem, right? Having the prospect envision the future state where, you know, they've relieved themselves of this tension, of the emotional strain of trying to solve this problem, right? So you've got drama, Right? You're building to a crescendo. You know, How can you help them solve this problem? What, would it, what will it be like um, in the new state? Have they thought about this particular way to solve the problem, your way? So there's a lot here in this article, but let me just summarize it um, and keep it simple for you guys before we close it out for today. Um, <clears throat> so in thinking about storytelling, uh, we want to come across with um, insights, right, Let's deliver some information that the prospect did not know um, to get them thinking, to get them engaged, right? Let's make sure we're telling a story around the issue or challenge that the prospect is facing. Let's make sure we understand what he or she has at stake and how emotionally connected they are to it. Let's make sure we're delivering empathy, that we're listening um, and we're connecting, and while we're doing this, this, this listening and connecting um, is, is going to set up our story, right? Our commercial insights, we're talking about um, issues that companies are facing out there. So we show them that they're similar to other companies out there. We talk about what those issues are costing them today, right? So what may happen to them uh, if they don't solve the problem? right? So the story is kind of taking a a kind of tense turn, right? So we're challenging them on, you know, wow, this is really a big problem. And you really kind of have yourself in, in, in the thick of it here. But, you know, I'm here to tell you that there are many different ways to think about this problem, and maybe differently than you've thought about it before, right? Start to talk about how other companies have Either solved or not solved the problem, um, and get them curious as to thinking about other ways of solving the problem. That you may be able to help them. That you may be able to, you know, uh, come to the rescue and be the hero here in the story. So um, then, when you get them thinking about the future state, doing things differently, that you've freed their mind. That possibly things could be getting can be getting better for them, now you come in and you talk about your solution as the answer to the problem um, in a nice flow, in the storyteller's arc. And then lastly, you talk about the other customers, um, the other um, happy customers that have you know bought your solution that are enjoying the benefits, that have solved the problem. So you paint this picture of positivity, of, of growth, of, 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 of um, achievement, you know, and, and that's how you leverage all of this and put it together. So um, let's think about this. Let's think about how we become better problem solvers, um, better storytellers. Let's think about how we can weave this in. This is not going to be done, you know, in a couple of sessions. Uh, this, this requires a lot of practice, a lot of training. Um, the right messaging. So you need to have the whole ecosystem down here, but start working on it. You know, start deploying some of these skills and and gradually start to find yourself in a better position, right? So as we think about 2019, let's think about being effective problem solvers and top-notch storytellers. Peace.